called the Karen's Wordy, and you probably do. I'm Lindsay. I'm here with Tegan, and we're here to talk nerdy to you. Um, this week, uh, we've had a technical difficulties, but we're finally shelling one out about binge watching. Um, kind of like the pros and cons, kind of like um, anything we've noticed really in um, trends as far as uh, things you'd rather do. Like if you'd rather binge watch a, a show or if you're um, watch them episode to episode. It's been kind of funny, actually, if you think about the different streaming platforms that are out there. Um, there are quite a few where you can go back and watch stuff that we remember from our childhoods. Um, and you can like binge watch those or you can, you know, do a couple episodes at a time. Uh, and then there's some platforms that make you wait, you know, every week for the next episode. It's it, it, It's been kind of uh, something we wanted to talk about for a little bit, just about, you know, if we prefer one or the other and the benefits and the cons of one or the other two. So this one's going to be kind of just a discussion on that. Um, we do not have a Geek on Fleek or a Gaming Corner. If you guys miss um, my Geek on Fleek, I can start working um, on making sure I get going to that. But, you know, this past uh, six months, I've kind of just not been doing it. And it's really been like my homage to 2020, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, every week I or every other week I've just been really wanting to say you know wear a mask uh, take care of yourselves take care of each other um, be safe all of those things and I really feel like that's all I really would have said in any of my geek on fleeks for the past six months so um, I still really hope everybody's you know looking to the science and staying safe and um, if you have to go out that you're keeping yourself and other people safe as well and um so let's talk about uh, staying home and yes. watching some, some shows. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that has really, really gotten popular, at least in the past year. Um, not that we didn't do it before, but like, you know, if you're staying home, if or especially like, you know, if you're working uh, remotely at home, sometimes it's like, you know once you're done working at home, it's like, okay, so now what do I do? <laughs> you know, so you know, you gotta want to break up the monotony of just being in the same place by kind of immersing yourself in something a little different, you know, totally understandable. So, right. <laughs> There's also this really cool phenomenon of, of like being able to have a show going while you're working from home too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have not been shy ever about the fact that that's what I do. I listen to a lot of the shows that, um, I am, you know, obsessed with and whether that be like, um, I guess I'm a little bit more into like YouTube and listening to my um, contributors there, but also um, the chance to have like cry. I have a lot of crime TV stuff going on, so Criminal Minds. I, oh, I do yeah. a lot of that, um, and uh, just to have like something going on in the background, and then you know I'm already at home, so I just uh, move from my desk to the couch and then you can binge watch just about anything you could possibly want. So it's sort of like a luxury. And I mean, I can see the bad, the bad parts of that too. Like the, the laziness aspect of Mm -hmm. uh, what working from home and, and, you know, being at home so much more than we might've been used to previously. uh, What the, the dangers of that might possibly Mm be. So. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, I know, like, when I used to work from home, you know, there was an assumption sometimes that I was just always available. 
you know, and it yeah. was just totally not true. You know, it's like once I go and once I log in and once I'm working, like I think like I might as well be in an office, you know, I'm not just available for anything, you know, so that can, right. you know, I think it's a misunderstanding when, from people who never worked from home that, you know, oh, well, you can just, you know, watch whatever you want and, you know, just, just log in and get it happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, no, like, yeah. you, you know, like, I mean, some people, you know, can have, you know, like you have that going on in the background, but like, you know, that's about all that they can do. You know, you can't just drop everything and watch something or play something or do whatever you want. You know, you still have to actually work. So, you know, it just, uh, it, it, I think it's just a misconception from those who haven't worked from home or haven't had experience with that, that, oh, you can just do whatever. No, not, not, not really. I mean, not unless you want, don't want to keep your job, you know. <laughs> oh, sure. No, there's definitely, there's definitely um, boundaries as to what you're able to do. And you want to be able to make sure you can still efficiently do your job. Um, you know, it, it's definitely been uh, an interesting learning curve in that way. Um but also like the availability of someone uh I even had someone message me at like 7 30 in the morning the other day and I was logged in to try and do stuff that was not to you know help uh with other things Mm -hmm. like without saying too much or too little yeah I legit had signed in early so that I could take care of some stuff so that while I was actually on my like business hours I'd be able to do more for the team so um, getting a message at 7.30 in the morning for something that, that I wouldn't necessarily be working on. You know, I'm available at 7.30 anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, normally I wouldn't be available for a whole other hour. So it was like, uh, okay, yes, I'll take care of that when the insurance company opens up at 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, I have noticed, of course, it, you know, like, mm-hmm. We, we've talked recently about uh, Mandalorian and WandaVision specifically doing a once a week uh, launch of each episode. Mm-hmm. And I have only ever looked at that from like a business aspect of things. Like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. You'd want people to at least have your streaming service um, for a couple of months so they can watch the episodes of the show they want when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't ever thought about it as like a... Um, commentary on us as a society so so much as if I have one episode and I'm watching it um, and all of my friends are also watching that episode I've got an entire week where I can talk to my friends about it if I've seen it already I'm not getting any spoilers from the rest of the season and um, I'm also able to kind of like digest that episode and um let's say we're talking about like the most recent WandaVision episode. Mm -hmm. I have a whole week where I can watch it again. I can think about it. I can watch some YouTube videos about it. I can ask my friends what they thought. I can geek out for a whole week because I've got a whole week before the next episode comes out. Mm -hmm. And that I think is like the coolest phenomenon of the the week by week and something that we, you know, didn't have the luxury of as kids. So (laughs) when you were um, waiting for the next episode to come out, it was like this crazy thing but there's, you know, if if you were annoyed, I don't know, I <laughs> probably was too busy doing everything else. And, you know, you get into a routine and, um, you know, next week that the next episode comes out, yay, you sit down in front of the television. We've talked about, you know, racing to the kitchen during yeah. the commercials, <laughs> racing back because you couldn't pause 
um, your show. And now, of course, we have the luxury of pausing every time we have to get up, go to the bathroom, sneeze. Uh, I, I talk a lot during an episode, so we pause a one-hour episode. can take us three hours to watch it because I talk endlessly all the time about everything yeah and then also you can like rewatch it to you right me talking all the time oh my goodness and then also you know Um, these days you can just rewatch it you know back then like unless you like actually recorded it you know each time it you know came on then it was just you know you just got to watch it like once when it aired and then that was exactly you know so when you had questions it's like you couldn't just go back you know (laughs) Our kids are never going to understand how yeah. awesome it is that we can pause everything that we're watching, talk about it, um, mm-hmm. go back and uh, put subtitles on so that we can oh actually God, yes. <laughs> read what people are saying. Um, or even on Amazon, you there's that button you can press where it tells you the, all the names of the actors that are in the scene. Oh, that's so and handy. I, being someone who loves to um, you know, recognize people from this show and try to figure out where I know them from before Mm -hmm. I am you know like fast firing on IMDB trying to figure out where I know that person from where you know that person from and um uh you know their whole life story based off of their IMDB profile so I mean I'm kind of jelly like that that sounds so incredibly (laughs) handy (laughs) instead of waiting for the credits be like oh wait was that them was that Right, right. We've been watching a couple shows on Amazon lately, and that's always that's something that I'm always like, can you press the press the press the button so that I know who that is? <laughs> um, and so it's it's kind of cool when you think about like all these uh, luxuries we have with streaming services. Not to mention, um, I said something about the subtitling. Mm-hmm. What's always been so really cool about that to me, and I think I've read recently, people actually like to keep those on, you know, inevitably because it's almost like you can't hear without them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And I mean, I've always had like a little bit of like, you know, a hearing difficulty. Not like I can't hear at all, but like I, if something is just slightly mumbled or slightly garbled, like I, I cannot understand it at all. And so sure. there will be lines and like, I, I have no idea what they just said. So I'm just totally lost. So I've always loved having the subtitles on because it's like a comfort, like I can immediately go to there and I can know what they're saying. You know, instead of like just, sure. oh, well, I, I don't know. Because then like somebody what, might ask me something yeah. later and like, oh, what did they say? I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't hear. <laughs> well, and I'm that person who um, gets really irritated when the words that are in, you know, on the bottom of the screen don't exactly match what they said. Yeah. Um, I've been noticing that a little bit with like Doctor Who, where things were kind of improvised a little or yeah. the character really came out instead of necessarily what was being, you know, whether that's like the, the the actual script or, um, you know what they were supposed to say or yeah. whatever, like I'm I'm always fascinated by that when there's a little extra um, characterization or a little extra little extra improv going on for yeah. the characters there. I'm I'm always so like excited and I don't know I'm probably one of the goofier people here, but <laughs> I have noticed you know when you when you have that ability to read what people are saying, it, it changes the comprehension of, of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it really enhances what you're able to, to draw from it. Um, and even when, like, let's say uh, we just started watching Dark Crystal, um, Age of Resistance, Ooh, yeah. and I'm obsessed with the puppets, and I'm obsessed with the puppeteers and the voices, um, because there's some really awesome voices for, for each of those puppets. But when you don't 
have those subtitles, you don't know the names of all of the different Gelflings and um, the different Skeksis. And so you have a chance to um, understand better when you have those subtitles on mm-hmm. versus when you don't. Um, and, and to know their names, too, because there's so many different um, subtleties with each puppet that if you didn't know that that was this other um, Gelfling, you might not know you might not understand the story quite as well. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, you know how people talk about, you know, being face blind. I'm almost a little bit voice blind a lot of times yep. where, unless it's like a super, super distinct voice, like, I don't know, Keith David, then I just, I don't hear it, you know? And so if sure, I sure. hear a voice saying something, I don't necessarily know who it is. Even if I've been watching it, like, I I can't necessarily just identify it immediately. Right. You know, I kind of have to go off of context clues. And subtitles is great because they'll usually say who's talking. So I was like, oh, okay, I can immediately pick up what line yes. that is and what significance it has to what's going on. Well, and it's great that you mentioned that, too, because um, me and my fiancé, we are completely opposite. He is face blind, but he is impeccable with voices. And I, I can differentiate faces from people, sometimes even under makeup. But, um, you know, like under like heavy makeup. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not great with voices. I'm really <laughs> not. So one of the, one of those characters is voiced by Mark Hamill and I can't unhear it now. Oh, yeah. I know that's. Oh, him. yeah. <laughs> but the first the first round of watching this show by myself, I a, didn't have the subtitles. B had no clue what Mark Hamill sounded like mm-hmm. voice wise versus seeing him as Luke Skywalker. So. Yeah. I have a completely different appreciation for him now um, re-watching it because I know his character, I know his voice, mm-hmm. and can't unhear that that's his voice now. Yeah. So it's, it's a completely different um, way to enjoy the show, really. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're kind of like, I don't know, spoiled in that way. Yeah, um, where we have all this information, just fingertips. We can pull up our phone and Google the cast or whatever, where back in the day, right, it's like, right. if it wasn't listed in the TV guide, well, too bad. You know, I guess you'll have to wait for the credits, you know, if they even, you know, if you can even, you know, get a glimpse of the credits, because sometimes the credits, like, scroll by too fast, and you can't really, like, you right, know, get right. to what you want. So, you know, you were just out of luck. You know, there there was no way of settling. Oh, they're in that series. No, they're not. No yes, they are. No, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there was no way to just easily so settle it. Right. What's always been so interesting to me too about um, the idea behind Netflix is that, you know, there's so much entertainment that we can consume right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've talked about that topic quite a few times here. Oh yeah. And it's there's so many options for what you can watch. But I get it. Um, in, in kind of like a binge culture, you want to have a lot of different options. Whenever mm-hmm. I go onto Netflix and I see all of the different things that it's got suggested for me, uh, there's always something new to add to my list or something that I don't didn't even know was available. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, there's things like, you know, Stranger Things, where I've been waiting for that to come out for over a year. And when it does launch, the hype only lasts for like a couple of weeks because yeah. everybody who was dying to watch it watches it yeah. within a week or two. And, and the whole and you're thing. Either like <laughs> right on point or you're way behind. Exactly, because it all launches at the same time. Yeah. So you watched the whole thing and now you've got to wait another year. And yeah. that's what happens with a lot of those Netflix shows. Um, you know, the Umbrella. Um, what, what, what is Umbrella something? Umbrella Academy? There, there's that show. There was. 
yes, there was a lot of hype about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, of course, there's all of, all of those things that mm-hmm. um, they launch, and then you watch it, and there's the the, the house on haunted hill and the haunting of blind manor those um came out and they were really lovely and really fun to watch but the hype only lasted for a couple of weeks because everyone who was going to watch watched it right away and talked to their friends about it and Mm -hmm. then it was over um which is an interesting concept when you like let's say that you and your family um or your group of friends are all at different spots in having watched it if someone's mm-hmm. only watched the first episode then they're going to watch the rest later and then the next person's seen the first three episodes and then the next person's seen this first six episodes and then somebody else has watched the entire thing already you aren't able to do that unless you're someone like you who really enjoys spoilers and spoilers. <laughs> yeah pretty much uh i gotta say like i mean maybe this is just you know born because you know i've grown up in the era where you had to just wait between episodes but I really think I prefer the way that Disney Plus is doing it with releasing a new episode right. every week where you know, to, wait, you to wait in. I mean, you can go back and watch the old ones as much as you want. You can watch other things while you're waiting. But I like that because, you know, I don't like the whole, you know, just binge watch it until it's over. And then it, it feels almost empty once you're done, you know, whereas when it's drawn out over time it feels more satisfying to me but again like this is the way I grew up with having to wait a week in between episodes and so I'm used to that you know Uh, I'm kind of curious you know when the people who are kids now grow up you know how will they perceive that will there be no difference to them will they feel that emptiness if they just binge watch a whole season in a few days and then that's it I don't know. Like, I'm just curious, you know, how much that plays into it, you know? Right. Well, and you know, what's really interesting to me is um, the pacing of those shows, too. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that we really wanted to make sure we talked about that. Yeah. The the pacing of shows from when we were younger, um, because you were waiting an entire week for the next episode to come out, it did almost feel like those shows had to cover more ground, had Mm -hmm. to had to advance as quickly as uh, you know the, the world that it's trying to portray yeah this is one thing that like i noticed um and that i brought up when we up with ideas for episodes um when me and my husband were like uh when we got our disney plus uh trial and everything and then to extend it for like a month or two just to finish out wandavision um we were you know going back and watching watching mostly like cartoons and stuff um like X-Men the Animated Series and uh, Avengers Assemble and stuff like that. We were watching some older stuff like Dinosaurs and Gargoyles especially because that was one series that we really wanted to like rewatch because it was it was something that we grew up with that you know we just really really enjoyed because it was it was very different I think than every just about anything else that was on at the time. It was sure. It was unique and it was a little bit darker, but it was still very kid appropriate and it was interesting. Um, you know, watching it now where, you know, we are kind of more or less binge watching it. We're sitting down watching like, you know, several episodes at a time. And it's so interesting to see now the progression of time through these episodes. The thing that I noticed was like, you know, one episode could happen with the events you know, whatever happened in that episode happened. And then the next episode was boom, six months later. And it's like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's like six months is gone and, oh, all right, things are happening. Whereas in a show that they're making today, they might have an episode or two covering those six months before they put in, you know, the episode that's six months from the first one, you know? So it, it's, it's very different. And I think, you know, when you are releasing something that's, you know, more of a weekly episodic thing, it, it's easier to just, you know, trip over that time and say, oh yeah, it's, it's six months. That It's no big deal. Nothing happened. <laughs> you know, nothing significant happened. You know, it's easier to right. do that compared to now where you're releasing things and people are binge watching them and it's like oh no we might have to account for that time you know to show that to draw it out instead of you know having it be a little jarring almost to have like just six months just be gone you know sure there are shows as well that kind of um emphasize the time having passed Mm -hmm. based off of holidays that the characters are celebrating Mm -hmm. or things that are going on around them in each episode mm-hmm. um but when that is lacking such as like in a crime television show yeah you have no idea like what what amount of time has passed mm-hmm. um i've been watching season after season after season of criminal minds and they every once in a while will make reference to a crime or a person that they put away um so many you know weeks ages months uh, years ago and that's really the only indication I get that Mm -hmm. time is passing Um, because you know like the wonders of of Hollywood yeah it can be whatever people are not (laughs) aging yeah in the 10 years that the show has been on so I'm not even like phased by being able to see if Mandy Patinkin got older or you know if um if uh, you know, because the makeup is still on point, the, the some of those boys they take really good care of themselves. They don't age. I don't know how they do it, but uh, it's it's incredible. <laughs> and I have no idea how much time has passed um, mm-hmm. unless they reference that so and so did this uh, three years ago. Then I'm like, what? I just watched that episode. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to me to to realize that that. Um, that that's happening uh, mm-hmm. that time is passing and yeah. shows like that because one of the one of the things with uh, you know shows that have kind of a monster of the week um you know scenario Formula, yeah uh, such a for right um it's just a, a very different dynamic yeah the, the characters oh, definitely um you aren't focused so much on the time develop differently mm-hmm. right right so you're you're focusing more on um what's happening from episode to episode as opposed to um, you know, the progression of time. Do you, mm-hmm. Did you ever feel that way with Supernatural? Did it ever feel like... Yeah, like the first few seasons of Supernatural, it was very much followed that formulaic drive where it's like Monster of the Week. And it had like, you know, a couple of like, you know, overarching branches of plot that it kind of connected. But otherwise, you know, they kind of kept to that. And then in later seasons, they kind of expanded and focused less on like the monster of the week deal and focused more on bigger you know more overarching plots which kind of worked to a certain point and then after a while it 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 kind of became a whole deal of like okay well we've now this season we've got to go bigger and it's like but you've already gone big like how much bigger can you go it you know they're basically trying to outdo what they last what they have last done we you know we kind of call that hot shotting where you know something really big and then they have to try to outdo themselves and then they have to try to outdo themselves again and again and again it it reaches a certain point where it just kind of gets ridiculous 
you know, hot shotting does nobody good. You have to, you know, just raise yourselves in, please. You know, if you're, if you're going to, you know, do something big, you know, have it be big, have it be significant, but don't try to just come back and immediately do something even bigger because that, as we can see with Supernatural, did not work out in the later seasons, you know? Uh, I think, you know, people remember seasons at least one through six or so rather fondly because they were fairly good. And then after about between seasons six and nine was okay. And then after that, it kind of just drops off. And it's like, was it really worth it? You know, is it really worth it to have like, how many seasons do we have? Like 15, 16, something like that. Was it really worth it all these seasons when you have these junk seasons that were just crap? I don't think so, you know? Would it have been disappointing to have Supernatural go off the air earlier? Oh, sure. You know, but a good series will leave you wanting more. You know, you'll want more of the series. You want to know more. You want to see more. And that's fine. That's good. You know, as long as the ending is satisfying, that's a good thing to feel. I felt very similarly when uh, the series Grimm came to an end because they wrapped it up actually in a very satisfying way. One of the most satisfying uh, series finales I've honestly ever seen outside of like Avatar The Last Air. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, you know, I want to know more. I'd love to see more of this. But at the same time, you know, it's an end that I can mix in that, you know, I would rather it end there than to go on and jump the shark and just become an absolute mess. So, you know, I, I think that's that's also, you know, contributing to this binge culture and you know the binge culture is contributing to this you know this idea of like oh well we have to do bigger we have to do better we have to do more and more and more and it becomes less about focusing on a story and more about focusing on how we can outdo ourselves and that's just not the best way to go you know right well i was i was even just kind of thinking about how you know if you don't do it right then you don't get another chance unless you do get another chance yeah. and that where all of these remakes and redos and mm-hmm. recasting of the same stuff we've seen before kind of comes into play where yeah. you know had it been done good and right the first time we wouldn't need to remake it and do it again um, yeah. with the exception of technology having changed CGI having changed yeah. the ability to, to make it better visually um Mm -hmm. is a little different but i suppose that we that could be up for debate as well oh yeah i think about oh yeah and i think we in a play yeah i think we covered that uh in some of our one of our remake videos i think it was maybe the aladdin one um when we did the animated versus live action we were talking about that where you know remaking something just for the sake of remaking it and appealing to nostalgia you know right right exactly but there's also something to be said for, you know, having done a better job or mm-hmm. having had um, different uh, resources at one's mm-hmm. fingertips. So even oh, definitely. Like with Aladdin, um, having been able to build those sets and um, make it so visually uh, appealing when the cartoons were great, but um, the, the sets almost sort of enhanced what we knew and loved about Agrabah already. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously there are exceptions to remakes. I mean, I 
honestly love the, I think it was 2004 Punisher with Thomas Jane as compared to the 80s Punisher. Like, you know, there are some that actually hit the mark even better. So I I feel that those are few and far between, but it happens, you know, your hat's off to that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I I have to say... Well, to be fair, Thomas Jane is amazing, so yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Okay. So... Um, was there anything else we really wanted to make sure we touched on about uh, binge watching? Um, are there, I don't know, are there, are there actual like negatives that we want to talk about? (laughs) I I guess entertaining ourselves to death, sitting in front of the television for extraneous amounts of hours Mm -hmm. and what that does to our physical and mental well-being. Yeah. Oi, they, (laughs) we could. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I mean like. I'm not the kind of person who, as critical and analytical as I am, I'm not the kind of person who will sit here and say, everything you have to watch has to be deep and has to have meaning. You know, absolutely, you can sit there and watch mind-numbing things. I do, too. I watch... yes. I watch every week for entertainment's purpose. Yeah. Yes, every week, my husband and I, we watch Love After Lockup. It is some of the trashiest dumbest tv i've ever seen i mean it's about on par with 90 day fiance but it is so entertaining like just sitting there and watching this you know it it absolutely is not like enriching mentally and i get that but it's still fun so you know i think it's all about finding a good balance of having like a mindless series that you can watch or you know something mindless that you can watch but then also counterbalancing it with something that you know can make you think can help you learn something I think I think that's always you know something that I've strived for to have a balance to have things that I can watch when I just want to shut my brain down and just be entertained for a little bit and then something I want to watch when I really you know want to be stimulated mentally stimulated by it and I think it's kind of hard sometimes you know when we're binge watching all these series to find something that will do that because you know writing and producing that kind of thing that takes a little bit more effort and you know Hollywood isn't always necessarily interested in putting out that effort you know because you know it is time and effort and you know why do that when we can get money by doing it an easy way (laughs) you know sure there's definitely something to be said about you know being an adult and knowing your own like mental capacity for Mm -hmm. um what you're consuming as well i mean you can sit down and watch as much like true crime um videos as you want um but at some point it does start to kind of like weigh on you mentally uh, um so that you need to watch something that's just purely hysterically something else entirely. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to say that I am great at, uh, you know, finding that balance, but I struggle with it daily. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'll listen to just a little too much about someone awful who has, you know, been locked away in the justice system for 20 years because of stuff they did. And, um, I'll feel it weighing on how I respond to people and how I talk to, um, you know, people around me or people on the phone or how annoyed I am. Mm-hmm. And that that can get that kind of a tricky mm-hmm. um, place to be. We definitely need to be able to find balance in what we're binge watching. And um, if that means you got to sit down and watch some kind of weird, goofy cartoon that <laughs> really isn't um, 
the best kind of entertainment, then that's okay too. And you know, we really have a lot of freedom now to find what we want to consume and mm-hmm. what we want to continue to. Oh yeah, so definitely. Hats off to us. Anyone who's, <laughs> who's balancing their entertainment well, um, I applaud you because I, I sometimes struggle uh, with that myself. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, like I said, you know, when you find that balance, you know, trying to maintain that and trying to not let it, you know, affect you too much mentally and, you know, not let it, you know, leak over into your real life because, you know, obviously certain things can be beneficial when you let it leak over into your real life, but then obviously other things can have a more negative impact. So definitely, you know, being able to recognize that and say, okay, you know, I need to limit myself in this way. And having that self-control is really important because, you know, in this era of, you know, oh, well, we can have it immediately. We can do, order something from Amazon and have it here in overnight or in two days, you know, I can pull up this tv series or this movie and watch it now you know having this all of this at our fingertips it really kind of tests self-control and Mm -hmm. you know that that can kind of affect other areas negatively in our life as well um i found it really interesting to kind of you know watch my own eating habits in particular um you know because as of the beginning of this year i've been i've been like really really conscientious of what I've been eating and how I've been eating I've actually gone vegetarian and you know it's been really interesting to realize you know what I've been eating what I've been consuming and when I've been consuming it and what I've been doing as I consume it so like you know obviously I watch a lot of cooking shows so I've kind of you know started to skew that towards more healthy cooking shows more nutritional you know things to take in whereas you know, before I might've just watched anything, you know, and I've also, you know, tried to skew it like when I'm eating to try to, you know, maybe pick out one like YouTube video that's maybe not even related, you know, at all. And then it makes it a little bit easier to go like, okay, yeah, that's good. I'm good. Whereas if I'm watching something about food, especially if it's unhealthy food, then it's like, ooh, you know, that kind of makes me even more hungry. You know, just kind of recognizing these different cues and these different things that affect us in other ways, it also tests that self-control. So I think, you know, just in general, self-control is something that, that everybody needs to kind of really focus on because it affects different parts of our lives in different ways, whether it is eating or whether it's, you know, going and actually like exercising instead of just sitting on the couch and watching something, you know, it might seem like a little thing to like binge watch something, but to then be conscientious to think, okay, well, I'm binge watching something and I can't help myself. Is that also related to, am I allowing myself the time to get up and move around, to get in some exercise, to eat healthier, to, you know, do something else, to read a book and enrich my life more? Like is, you know, to kind of examine patterns in our own lives that, you know, might be negative and try to rework it into something that's more beneficial for us in the long run. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, That being said, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to make sure that we talk about with this subject. Um, I definitely feel like we have so many opportunities at our fingertips to really take care of everything we consume, whether it's with our brains or with our eyes or with our with our mouths or or 
anything really and um you know like i'd love to say oh binging is uh, not great but um it's it's a good opportunity for us to to really take charge of what we're what we're doing what we're consuming and um we have all the opportunities now to really have an educated um consumption rate i suppose yeah for yeah lack of a better uh analogy oh no definitely like you know with all the media that we have on hand you know obviously mindless entertainment is good but make sure you reach out towards those educational sources and you know build up your knowledge learn something be mentally stimulated you know it's like we were talking about with the balance find that balance you have these at your fingertips obviously you know i i found that disney you know actually came with um, a bunch of national geographic documentaries and i'm like ooh, like you know this is really cool it's really yes. interesting because you have cartoons you have movies you have series and then you have like national geographic and you have all these documentaries just right at your fingertips and it's like this is great. It's like, it's right here. And, you know, you can obviously like, you know, kind of chill out and watch a cartoon or you can flip over and you can learn something and be enriched by it. And, you know, it's great to have this option to where you can just reach out and just learn. That's one of the things of this digital age. We have so many resources out there that all we have to do is just reach out and take it and learn. And, you know, not everybody does that. But again, or, you enriching know, even if our your life. type of learning is going on IMDb and um, trying to figure out exactly where you know that person from, um, based off of what's in their profile, that's uh, you know educational in a way too. Yeah. Oh I no, guess. definitely. You know, any anything <laughs> I think that stimulates a really nice conversation more than like kind of just a surface level, I think is good. My husband right. and I often do this as well. Like we'll we'll be watching something and then we'll pause it and we'll talk and we'll have this long extended conversation that may not even initially you know overall have much to do with what we're watching it basically is just like you know is started by something we see or something right that is tangentially related to whatever we were watching but it's great i mean we have these great conversations and it, it's a wonderful way for us to connect i mean that's kind of how we connected in the first place is just talking you know and having conversations so you know when we do that like it it kind of not that we don't feel it but it kind of reminds us yeah this is why we fell in love and this is why we're together you know this this mental stimulation is what brought us together in the first place you know kind of reminding us of where we came from so you know definitely when when you you know have conversations that are stimulated by what you're watching even if it's not directly related I think that's a great thing to have I think it's always good to be able to exercise conversation skills and communication skills you know no matter where you get it from you know no matter what the source of you know whatever topic you're talking about you know it's great to really you know stretch those muscles and get it going you know all right that being said Make sure you connect with everyone around you in whatever way you can, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying for some advice. How am I doing? Oh, no. It's it's great, you know, because especially, <laughs> again, like, there's so many ways for us to connect, whether it's social media, uh, Discord, uh, you know, Zoom or Google Meet, you know, there's there's oh, lots of ways to segue. connect. Make-
make sure that you find out how to connect with us on Facebook or on Instagram. <laughs> Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. And, oh my goodness, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tegan. And thanks for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and Headcanons.